From the Bob Valley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged email edition for February 11, 2010. I'm Corey Martin, the host for this week's show. Joining me at the table is Kathy Whirling, Julie Martin, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, John Magi, and Max in the Peanut Gallery. This week, instead of taking your voicemails and emails, we're doing Facebook to Facebook and thread to thread. So you posted questions for the team on our Facebook pages, or you posted them on disboards.com. These are... Yes, personal questions. If you want to get to know us a little bit more, fun questions, whatever. Just to change it up a little bit. So who wants to start? Are you not going to do the whole spiel? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, you know, normally. I thought he was in charge. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to call and leave a voicemail for our next week's show, you can call us local, 407-574-5093. Or if you're calling from the UK, 0808-120-2316. Or from Australia, 1-800-774-5093. Five three one, or you can send us an email at podcast at www.info.com or you can record a um, voicemail on your iPhone and send it to us that way. We'll play it on the show. However you want to do it, we give you plenty of options. Just ask us a question. Write us a letter on paper. <laughs> Mail it in. <laughs> send a carrier pigeon. <laughs> Pony Express. So, anybody have a question? I have one from the board. There you go. My first one is from Yvette. Yvette is from the Netherlands. Yvette says, do you know of any special arrangements for the visually impaired people on DCL? This sort of struck home. Uh, She says, I'm not looking for extras for blind people because I know they have stuff in Braille. I'm looking for extras for myself, for things like large font menus, navigators, staterooms with extra bright lights, etc. Well, I want you to know, Yvette, I called Disney Cruise Line today. Your question sort of, as I said, struck home. And... I called Disney Cruise Line, and about 20 minutes later, I was screaming and throwing things. <laughs> there are. They explained to me that there are no Braille menus. There are Braille buttons in the elevator, though. Wow. I said, well, no. I said, what about people who are not completely blind and who need larger font menus? And it was suggested that you buy reading glasses. <gasps> what? Bring a magnifying glass. I said, no, you don't understand. There are times when reading glasses are not even, they won't work. And they wanted you to know that if you came with a companion, the companion could read to you. (gasps) So this then became escalated to a supervisor who said, no one's ever asked this before. Oh, I I don't believe that. I said, well, I could use a large print navigator. The navigator, in my opinion, is printed Mm -hmm. fairly small. And I said, and as for putting a special light in the room or a brighter light, because, you know, I need brighter light to read these days, they're going to call me back. They did tell me that if you wanted to bring a light with you, that you could fill out a medical form and that would they would assist you in that way. You could put your own light in the room. So if you want to bring lamps with you from the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> you should have an Ikea nearby. That's right. But they're going to get back to me, so I'm going to follow up on this, and I will bring this information to another email show. But I That's wanted to know. Uh, it, it was. That is. It was. Uh, you can ask John. 
John came out of the other room and he said, what's going on? And he's the one that suggested I call. From my point of view, it was comical. Because I thought, can we just call up Disney Cruise Line, find out? They they must have a large print navigator and a large print menu available. And he's in the other room. Every time they put him on hold, screaming and cursing. John came out and I said to him, the next time you come up with a brilliant idea, you do it. (laughs) I just want you to know that there were more four-letter words involved in what I said. (laughs) But I will get back to you on this, Yvette. I wanted you to know that I did the research. And so far, I don't have anything other than you can bring your own lamps. And a reading person. And have a meal read to you. I explained to them that that wasn't very, that didn't give people a lot of independence. Because, you know, what if you were sitting someplace where a meal wasn't? Or if you're by yourself. Exactly. So I I will let you know. I wanted Kevin to talk about this, even though we didn't have an answer for him. I wanted to make sure that we we talked about it. Because I want people to see, we experience the same frustrations you all do. When you call Disney and try to get an answer and you can't get a straight answer, or you try to use their website and their website doesn't work, this is a lot of what our day consists of. Well, the other thing was they wanted to know what reservation number I was talking about. And I said, well, what difference does it make? This, is, this information would be for everybody. I could yeah. share this information. Well, tell us what, in, what reservation number it is so we can see what we can do for that particular person. I said, well, you shouldn't be doing it we'll for that person. We'll put 100 watt bulbs in their room. Right. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing it for that person. You should be doing it for anybody that asks. I mean, when you walk into the Magic Kingdom, the guide maps are in Spanish and German and Ukrainian and everything you can – there's Japanese and Chinese. You ever and, grab one of those? It's pretty fun. It is. <laughs> There should be one for people who are visually impaired. Yeah. And I'm not talking a Braille. I understand that Disney's good about doing things with the hand, for people who have a visual or have mm-hmm. a handicap. But I, I'm visually handicapped at this point. I could use a larger font. And reading glasses aren't doing anything for me. But I, I don't know how to read Braille. I mean, I don't need the little, you know, the, the, I think it's really funny that there are Braille buttons on my drive through teller machine. ATM machine. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, there are. There are brow buttons on the drive through ATM machine. Well, I guess if they could put the blind person in the back seat of the person who can't see well. Holy and then roll down the window and say, reach out. That there explains are, there are a lot. There are buttons on our ATM, our drive-up ATM. Because <laughs> you know they're not driving. I just think that's really funny. <laughs> Do you think it would be any different if they went to the guest relations desk on the ship? I think what happens is I, I, I myself never gave this a second thought. I never thought about I know, this I never did until either. such time that it became important to me. And now I think this is a legitimate question. I think they should have. Well, I'm sure there's loads of people that have had this issue and probably didn't think to ask. Or people, even people who have forgotten their reading glasses. Mm-hmm. You see the people in the restaurant holding the menu. I sat next to a gentleman the other day at a restaurant and I said to him, do you want me to hold the menu for you? And he got <laughs> laughing. But it's... I think it's, you know, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of us getting older. So, Yvette, I'll get back to you. Yvette. <laughs> well, I have Julie one. keeps track of who she has. <laughs> I, yeah, also, if we um, are you going to contact people? Because I know this is, this is on Facebook. So, Julie, you wanted to, us to give a disclaimer. I'm going to do it for you, okay? Oh, well, uh, Corey told me how to get around that. Yeah, because, you're th- you know, if you're reading from the thread, I can use your board's name and send you a private message. But sometimes some of you I can't send a private message to either because you don't have enough posts or because your box is full, which I've encountered this problem in the past. Um, but as far as Facebook to Facebook, I'm not friends with everyone. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll do but, a disclaimer for you. Yeah. If we read your email or we read your post or we read your Facebook question and you don't get an email from Julie... 
Just drop her a note at julie at wdwinfo.com. And people have been doing that, and it's great. But give you a week or so. I mean, don't. Well, right, because, you know, from the week before, I contact everyone. I wait for people to get back to me. You're not going to get your shirt within, like, three days after the show. No. <laughs> so if you'd, after a certain amount of time, you haven't heard from Julie... Just drop her an email. She's yeah. having a baby. I, I try to wait because some people don't listen to the show right away. And sometimes mm-hmm. I might send the emails on Sunday after that Thursday and people are like, oh, I haven't listened yet. That's and I'm kind of ruining the surprise. When I was doing it. So. Oh, you read my email? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Well, I have one from Facebook. Uh, it comes from Chris Miller. He wants to know, it's a question for the team. What's everyone's single favorite Disney animatronic, past or present? I'll go first. The um, the pirate in Pirates of the Caribbean, the drunk guy with the little kitty. When you pass by, he goes here, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> That's my favorite. I laugh every single time. Mine is the witch from The Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's a scene oh. in. Oh, I'll yeah. get you in, my pretty in the Disney Hollywood Studios ride, the great movie ride. That's a cool one. Mm-hmm. Mine is from. Actually, I have a bunch of them. Uh, one of my favorite attractions used to be Food Rocks. At. Uh, Epcot, in, the land. in the land. And actually, even before that, it was Kitchen Cabaret. And I loved when they opened the refrigerator and there was the little dancing um, bananas and grapes. Uh, and that's the, cute. the, the <laughs> hostess was Bonnie Appetit. That was my favorite. If you'd like to see Bonnie Appetit and you take the backstage magic tour, you actually get to go back and see her when they take you through the animatronics lab. Bonnie Appetit. <laughs> wow. Cool. Is it my turn? Over here, okay. If I you like, have one, I, I do. I like in the haunted mansion the little uh, creepy looking cats on the tombstone that are, when you go by. There's like three of them, <laughs> and I also like in. Um, it's always about cats. The, no, this one's not about cats. In the people mover, when you're going through, and that woman's sitting there like getting her hair done, oh, yeah. little space age woman sitting there. I think that's pretty cool. Hmm, Julie, it's really hard. I I really I know there's animatronics everywhere, but. Um, Captain Jack Sparrow. The trash can I think she just grasped. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't think of like one that just which one jumps the one out coming out of the barrel. Or the no, one I like the one at the end when he's in the chair yeah. counting his gold. I used another favorite one of mine. I don't even know. It's it's the um, the rainforest kangaroo in It's a Small World. Oh, oh, I know. The guy who gets the point in the end on the Jungle Cruise. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not even animatronic. It's the rhino that's animatronic. Well, right. I like the oh, okay. rhino going up and down. <laughs> Doesn't he actually move? Oh, yeah. He might move his yeah. butt up out of the way of the horn getting skewered. <laughs> okay, Kathy. I never really even thought about it, but I guess the, the bride in the haunted mansion that stands there with the axe oh, that if you, yeah. Oh, yeah. if you sit there for a while and are the munchkins mm-hmm. well, the are munchkins they? are okay. cool yeah. we just got to see the munchkins up close mm-hmm. isn't yeah. Figment and he Figment's yeah, not he, Figment, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah so many animatronics say so little time that, but. Yeah. but I thought when I saw Figment that he was a, a someone he was like a puppet when I, this was when I was a kid, though. I don't know. Figment, to me, doesn't seem like audio animatron. He just sort of, like, he's a character that goes up and down. Yeah. Some scenes, his head moves back and yeah. forth. Like, I think they should bring back the Dreamweaver, too. Yeah. He was great. Definitely. Cool. How about Max? Max. I think we woke him. <laughs> we <did. laughs> I don't really have one. I mean, 
Well, that was, you, that, that was awesome. worth picking up the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Who's have next? one, Max? Come on. Okay, I have one that has to do with the parks. This is from Jane Aaron Wood. They play this game when they're in the parks and want to know if we worked at Walt Disney World, what cast member costume would you like to wear and which one would you never wear? You don't have to like the job. You have to like the costume or hate the costume. It's normally hot here in Florida. So the costume I'd want to wear would be Jasmine's costume. It looks like the coolest costume That's in what my I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's cute. That's the way you look again from Teresa. <laughs> Teresa, your phone's broke. Did you know that? I know. The one that I would never want to wear would probably be the ones with the pantaloons. Um, the women who work in like, the Magic Kingdom area with the, the little caps on and the long dresses that are like buttoned up to your like chin. Like by uh, Pinocchio's. Yeah. Those are a little much. It'd be the fairy godmother. That, that would be cool. Or one of the band members with the white pants, you know, and the fancy red jacket. I would never want to wear the launching pad. <laughs> oh, the I launching like pad. this little. <laughs> it, it looks like it's made out of... It... it, it, it you just know you smell bad at the end of the day. Yeah. It looks like it's that non-breathable polyester, and it's got that sort of 1980s disco look about it. Yeah, myself, it is bad. I think that's absolutely awful. I I hope that I never have... I did when I was younger. I hope I never have to wear a uniform or a name tag ever again. Wow. Which uniform would you want to wear? Or costume? I would like to be the man who meets you at the door at the Haunted Mansion. Oh. The butler uniform. Yeah. With a straight face. And just gets to say things to you with no expression. Mm-hmm. But, Kathy, you didn't say which one you would never wear. Um, the lady's outfit in Sleepy Hollow, that it's like a white top and a skirt. Because when you bend over. Oh. You can yeah. see the girls? Yeah. yeah <laughs> that would be it. Don't look at me. In a dream world... I'd want Ariel's costume if I had the Ariel body. <laughs> because she just, you just want to sit on the rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sweet job. <laughs> and I'd never want to be in the parking lot with those costumes. No. Not, not necessarily the park. I just don't like the, the big the, bright yellow. Yeah, the yellow stripes. That all. yellow is trademarked. No I one else don't can like use it. that It's yellow. not a proper yellow for me. It's not warm enough. But would you wear the short or the skort? Neither. If you had, not unless they gave me a segue. No, I wouldn't. It, it doesn't matter whether yeah. the, jo- the job's not. No, the job's the not important. No, it's, it's, the, it's the yellow. It's the yellow costume. My butt would just be out there in those pants. <laughs> so no, no. Put me on a rock. I'm good. I would not want to have to wear the ones from Splash Mountain when they have the coveralls. And those, oh, those yeah. boots. You have a thing about bib overalls. I don't like bib overalls. The down looking thing. Yeah. There's something about, especially on me. They're just not attractive. <laughs> no, they're not attractive on anyone. And I don't know what I would... I can't picture anyone I would want to wear. I mean, maybe Aladdin, because his look loose. Didn't you say... Where's the new Jasmine and Aladdin? <laughs> Didn't you say you like the um, the outfits from the boat drivers? No, I said I wouldn't mind wearing it. Oh, Because okay. I would do that... Kevin said he wouldn't want to do a certain job because he'd have to wear that outfit. I said I okay. would do that job and not mind it. But I don't know if there's any... Like I said, Elasmin, he has like elastic waist and they're baggy, so maybe that looks comfortable. You can put a fan inside those pants. <laughs> Nobody said anything about uh, like the the poo or the big covered costumes. Nobody wants them. Oh, no, no way. Never. You've been here in the summer, right? 
Is now it true? imagine wearing fake fur. Somebody has told me there, there's a is there a cooling system in there, or did somebody make that up? Well, I think we should also say too is that those aren't costumes; those are the real characters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. they are. So you can't wear those. Okay, cool. Never mind. How about you, Corey? Uh, I mean, seriously, I think the the cast members I get off the easiest are the lifeguards. I mean, your costume is a bathing suit. Well, you used to. Not the last two weeks. They've been wearing parkas. <laughs> I, like what I like what they're wearing when it's cold, though. It's a sharp little... Because they don't allow you to just wear your bathing suit anymore. You have to wear the T-shirt and the shorts over it. When we were there, I ran around in my bathing suit It's the still time. comfortable, though. In the summer heat, flip-flops, or sandals. I knew who was going to pick that. <laughs> I always think the people who are the dancers who are wearing the elaborate costumes mm-hmm. in the parade... Wigs, In July... Makeup. And you think, I would be sweating before I ever stepped foot on stage. And I can't imagine smiling at anyone. They get a lot of credit. But would you never wear, Corey? There were some pretty bright costumes at the Animal Kingdom. Just (laughs) walking around there. I'm like, ooh, that that would just not be nice to wear that. Yeah. You don't want to stop at the gas station. You're like, just go home. Just go (laughs) go home. (laughs) I'll push. I'll call Triple A. I forgot about the Animal Kingdom. Jumbo. Yeah, I wouldn't look good in the the doctari, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the shorts and the shirt with the epaulets, the animal preserve. I just, oh, it would look awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Although I do look good in a pith helmet. Really? <laughs> so what's one? I have one. It's frivolous. It's all about me. Surprise! <laughs> all about you. Is this the one you brought a prop for? It is. Oh, goody! <laughs> Mike Holland asked me. He says, "Hey, T." What's your favorite colors of glitter? Somebody had to ask. Well, I thought about it. This is my favorite color of glitter. It looks Ooh. pink. It, that's what Calvin said. It's called Turtle Mine. You and Calvin discuss glitter? It does look pink, <laughs> but it's a different kind of pink. See, there's many shades of pink, but this is my mm. signature pink color. Isn't that beautiful? It is. It is. That would make a great lipstick color. It's drag queen pink. It it's really beautiful. is. beautiful. So pink. The pinks are my favorite, Mike. You have a favorite? No. <laughs> we have all the glitter out this week making Valentine's. It's all over my kitchen. I thought they were only basic, like, red, green. Oh, I thought oh glitter my was just multicolored. No, you can get all kinds. No, no, no. And then the grain of it, like is how there like fine a specific store where you go? Michaels. This yeah. is this is Michael's store. This, this is a fine glitter. Now there's the tinsel glitter, which has more depth to it. <laughs> now for Christmas, I, I go with the tinsel glitter and the red and the green. I had no idea you could like get a degree in glitter. Yeah, there's, there's extra fine or fine. Now, Teresa, do you prefer the? Uh, the glitter that's loose. <laughs> Seriously, in a conversation about glitter, to oh. apply it, or would you rather have one that's sort of in one of those pens that puts the glitter? No, on? no, no. I don't like that. This has got to be loose. Oh man! Usually in a five ounce. And how do you attach your glitter? What's your preferred method of attaching your glitter? Do you use a glue stick? Do you no. use Elmer's? You have glitter glue. Oh. Are atmospheric conditions important? <laughs> <laughs> like if you turn the fan off. Yeah, so it's raining out. On. Is yes. your glitter gonna? No, it's <laughs> There's a special glue that you can buy to apply the glitter. Okay, wow. let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's next? Who's next? The IQ quotient. Hey. Okay. Does it matter what altitude you're at? No. I have one. Silly question. But After that? <laughs> I didn't call it that. But tells a lot about people and kind of fun. 
If you and the other podcast crew could be any animal, what animal would that oh, be and why? We know what Teresa would be. No, we don't. Do we? I would be a Disney duck. They have. They don't have pants. <laughs> <laughs> they have uh, you mean the easy the ducks life. In, like the ponds. <laughs> Did you not watch How I Met Your Mother? <laughs> okay, everybody, come on. Favorite animal, John. What? I'm thinking. I think I'd want to run really fast and like be stealth. So maybe a cheetah. Or a cheater. <laughs> As Bob would say. <laughs> they were operating on that cheater. <laughs> wow. I'd be a house cat. Never go outside. I knew That's that. So we knew you were going to be. Well, it's different times. I don't want to be like a an spark- alley cat or a, a street sparkly cat. sparkly cat. I want to be a house cat. A well cared for house cat that gets meals regularly and my litter box is always clean. There you go. Yeah. So you don't, want, you don't want to stay with Pete? No. <laughs> I do a cat or the sand cranes that we have down here that you just sort of wander through the neighborhood and, um, you know, you eat. And then if somebody starts to bother you, you can fly away. (laughs) Can you tell I I watch the sand cranes quite a bit? Yeah. Yeah. You run out. For those of you who don't live in Florida, we have the world's largest bird. It's called the sandhill crane. And they sound when they when they trumpet and they fly over your house. It sounds like there are elephants flying over your house. They're descendant from dinosaurs. Mm Mm-hmm. Whoa. You saw Jurassic Park. I Kevin, did? you're already no. an animal. You're that bird from Up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 be a snipe. I would like to be something that could fly. Although weasels don't get sucked into jet jet engines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he wants to be a weasel. What is that little bird that? Over at Epcot, mine, 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 mine. It's a seagull. Those are seagulls. Okay. Those are kind of interesting. <laughs> no, seagulls are annoying. You don't want to be a seagull. I'm going to be honest with you. When I first moved to Florida, we have a huge pin oak tree out in front of my mom's house, which is what the house I lived in when I first moved here. And every morning when I would get up and go out to work, I have no idea what kind of bird it was, but it would go, uh-oh. <laughs> as soon as you walked out the front door. And it was there every morning. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's the only sound it made. Hmm. John, did you say what animal you'd be? I don't know. This is a dumb Hmm. question. I have one. After the glitter question, they're all brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) This comes from uh, John. Yeah, I'm going to answer. Oh, okay. I would probably want to be a bear so I can hibernate. (laughs) He wants to sleep for six months. (laughs) And people not disturb me. And people were afraid of you. People were afraid of me. And when I came out to eat, people all scattered and went their own way. Wow, that is the perfect who, animal for you. Like Except the, the campers who leave their food out for you. Yeah, it would be like a grizzly bear. I wouldn't bother you. <laughs> I have one from John Menson. Do you have a question or a group of questions that you are all tired of answering or refuse to answer because they are repetitive? What animal would you like to be? <laughs> <laughs> is the Christmas party worth it? I think that that's it. Mm-hmm. No, that's it. it's what can I do for a special occasion? What can I do for a birthday anniversary? <laughs> the other questions that we kind of... <laughs> the other questions that when you get them, you think, ah, I don't want to do this, are the ones that are uber-specific. I'm coming with seven people, mm-hmm. and they're ten, nine, eight, seven, six, and we have four days, and we have seventy-two dollars. One has a sprain, and, <laughs> and by the time you're halfway through, you're thinking the train's going seventy miles an hour. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 
the ones that have come in that are so specific to that particular person. My grandmother has asthma. Can I leave the three-year-old with the And you just think, I don't know the answer to that. That's mine. But I think this is good for people to know. He also suggested that maybe we do a free, frequently asked questions. Does anybody show. else have questions that you that you skip over because you're like, we've answered that a hundred times? They're really uh, personal ones. I want to say that the ones that people that know that we go to the parks all the time go, you know, does there is there still magic? Oh, yeah. You know, like it's the first time we've ever been Maybe we should just say, no. <laughs> Magic's gone. I can be honest. I'm over the had you all meet, had yeah. you get together, yeah, we did had it all lot. start. Why did you move to Florida? Oh, wait. That's one of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has a different spin, actually. No, I was yeah, the, the, the one that people asked the last couple of days about how did we all decide to move to Florida. Now, I thought that was really interesting. But the ones about... Doesn't it get old? No. You know, because even if you say that... But doesn't that question get old? Well, it's just because I feel like when I say that, for me, it never gets old, they don't believe me when I say it anyway. But it, it's different. It's not old, but it's different. And that's what I you, you explain over and over again. You approach the parks right. differently. Right. It is. It, it's like this trip planning thing. I'm approaching it differently. Because I'm thinking, Kelvin said, are we actually going to stay there? Well, no, it's got to be does different. Does he talk like that? He does. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like that. It's different when you're in Florida. You know? It is. When you have the option of going every single day if you wanted to, you don't go at you know, rope drop. And they're not dragging you out of the park with your fingernail scraping down Main Street. It's just you go in and you stay a couple of hours and you go home. You and I don't I'm... stay till midnight either. Exactly. No. And if there's a line that's more than five minutes, I'll do that next time. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it is different, but no, it doesn't get old for me either. I still enjoy going. So now that we've alienated everyone. <laughs> no, now that we've answered the question we don't want to answer. <laughs> We're getting no more emails for the next Apparently. year. I was going to write that. So, this is just bizarre. Whose idea was it to do the show like this? It was Corey's idea. Me. I have one from Simon Kadusik, and this is he posted this on the thread uh, that Kevin Simon. posted. I think a lot of us are interested in moving to Florida at some point. Can you talk a little bit about the pros and cons of moving to Florida, as well as some areas you would recommend looking at if visiting the parks was a priority? Also, any other information you could give would be great. Um, I think the pros and cons about moving are the same no matter where you're going to move. You know, you're going to leave family and friends mm-hmm. behind. You're going to leave familiar territory behind. The pro is you're going to be near Disney World. The thing that I heard when I told people I was moving here from Albany is people automatically assume that you're moving here to go to Disney World. And the one thing you have to keep in mind is most people, when they come here, are on vacation. And when you're on vacation, you have no responsibilities, and your time is your own, and you eat out, and you have fun, and everything's, you know, your family's all together, and you're enjoying yourself. When you move here, life gets in the way of all of that. Mm -hmm. You have laundry to do. You have to buy tires. You have to go to the grocery store. You know, the dog has to go to the vet. And all of those things, they, they come with you. So it's, it's not a vacation when you move here. I love living here. I wouldn't move. I, I think it's great living here. But you still have to take into account that all of the things 
that are bothering you about where you live are probably going to come with you. You still have to do laundry. Except no, snow. My mother Snow will not follow you. Exactly. But you, you trade off snow for the hot weather. Right. So eventually there's always going to be some kind of balance about moving away. You're going to move away from your problems if you've got someone in your life who's bothering you. But you're also going to move away from you know, people who are special to you. So you got to take all that into consideration. As far as areas for going to the parks, there's... I mean, you just all you have to do is do a quick drive around and uh, winter garden. I think the other thing—that's another thing that people talk about all the time. Where should I move to? And people who come from the northern states, you really have to consider the fact that you're coming from a highly industrialized area. I mean, Albany was about the same size as Orlando, but Albany started. 400 years ago, which meant that the city was really small, and then it built around it like there were layers. So there were always ways that you could get from point A to point B. I could be on the other side of Albany in under 10 minutes. That doesn't happen here in Florida. Mm -mm. The infrastructure in Florida, I mean, Orlando's only 45 years old as far as a boom town. Orlando's been here since before the Civil War, but it's only boomed since Disney got here. So we don't have that same sort of infrastructure. The other thing is there was a huge amount of land here in Central Florida, and everything is spread out. You can, When I first met John, we both lived in a suburb of Albany, but we were an hour and a half apart. Orlando. Orlando, excuse me. We were an hour and a half apart. So getting to the other side of town can be an hour And we drive. were the same distance from Disney. Right. So we were both 45 minutes from Disney, but you had to travel... It takes John and I 45 minutes to get here. And we live just outside of Orlando, supposedly. I love Orlando, but I think the one thing I I miss the most is that there's no culture here in Orlando. You know, coming from New Orleans, I mean, we have have our own culture, our own food, our own music, everything. And here, there's not their theme parks. That's the that's the culture here. Tourism yeah. is the culture. Orlando has a little bit of culture downtown. There are museums. There is a performing arts center. There are sports teams here. But I agree, it's not the same as uh, a, a city that's built up around a culture yeah. like that. You don't run into a lot of locals. Right. You also give up a lot of... We talk about the fact that we just recently were talking about bagels. I come from upstate New York. You can get a bagel on any corner. That's not something that's here. It's not native to here. And apparently the people who make bagels are just starting to move here. I'd like them to move a little faster. And I'd say community pride, too, because I know in Pittsburgh, you know, like when something was happening, the whole community rallied behind it. I mean, there's none of that here in Orlando. I I find that a lot of people in Florida are more transient. I think think you hear all all the time, I want to live in Florida. And people move here, but leave friends and family and stability back where they came from, and they move back. So it's one of those things that you have to kind of know what you're doing. You know where you find that community sense, Kathy? It depends on where you live. Because there are some communities that have that, Mm -hmm. and people get together and they have Out in no-name town, we don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because you don't have a name. (laughs) But Orlando itself is so big and, like Kevin says, so spread out. It's very hard to find that in and of itself in Orlando. Depends on where you live, I think. Also, Orlando itself, the city area of Orlando, is rather small. Orlando is actually... The majority of Orlando is the suburbs that are spread out all around Orlando. 
And as I said, it can take you a long time to get from one spot to another. Mm-hmm. Well, I know when we first moved here, it was 20 minutes to go to a, like a Home Depot or any kind of shopping. And you get used to that because it's flat. But back home, I could be to a store in like three miles. Or you give one thing up. I'm near a Publix, but right. I'm far from. That's, that's just the uh, opposite for me. Yeah, we're near everything. From George, when I was in Georgia, it was ten miles, twenty, thirty minutes to get to a store to get to Publix. Now there are probably ten Publix mm-hmm. within six miles of my house, well, I which lived, I love. I lived in the country back in Pennsylvania, but it was still only like a three-mile journey. Where here, it's like, but now twenty miles to That's me is like nothing. Because you live in the no-name place. You're right. <laughs> no, but you're right. It also becomes we're lucky in that St. Cloud has become so built up. But it used to be we never thought anything about it. You just had to get in your car and you just had to yeah. go there. That's mm-hmm. how I grew up. Oh, I hated that. And I, I would say too. for, I did too. for no, people I moving here, I, I hear the same couple towns all the time. And I'm really glad that I didn't hear that before I moved here. Because where I live, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. But if you listen to the people on the boards, it's like, you know, there's only certain places. Or when people from that don't live here tell you where you should move down here. That it's like, why don't you talk to to us? Be careful about, just one more thing, be careful about uh, wanting to be too close to Disney. Mm. Because that's the tourist area, and that's going to be higher prices on stuff, and that's going to be more transient people living in your same community. It's also going to be harder to get around because of Mm. theme park traffic, so just be aware of that. John tells a funny story. When he first started, started, he and Pete first started talking about moving here, they took a compass. And they made a circle around Disney. Because we said at home, we drove 45 minutes to work. It was no big deal. We knew where work was, and you got on the highway and you drove 45 minutes. So you kind of figured out what was 45 minutes or 45 miles from Disney. And it went out to, like, Lake Mary. Okay. <laughs> wow. Can you like, imagine commuting from <laughs> Lake Mary to Disney as a job? So it, it's, it is different here. The infrastructure is different. I would, Kathy, I think you're the one who said it. You did a post on the boards. I would recommend wherever you think about living that if your commute, if you can avoid a commute on I 4, a daily commute on mm-hmm. I 4, it'll be much more sane. Yeah. Yeah. I 4, we have only a couple of highways here. I 4 and the Turnpike are the big, the big travel routes, and I 4 can become the world's longest parking lot. Mm-hmm. Who else has one? Um, this is from Michelle Peters. What is your favorite non-park but on-property thing to do? What? Now read that again. <laughs> what is your favorite non-park yet on-property activity thing to do? Hmm. I enjoyed taking photos at the resorts. That's fun for me. Downtown Disney. I like hanging out over in the... Um Old Port Royal at Caribbean Beach. No surprise. But um, just sitting there listening to the music, watching the people. I really, I like the boardwalk. I mean, it's a nice little walk around, nice little stroll, especially with Ferris. I mean, he likes to look at stuff like that. I like pool hopping. (laughs) 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 I like trying to put five five people in a four-person room. Pete and Max have showed up. Not the intern, the dog. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't. 
I don't know. I don't. But you're, you're on property. You know, we're all on property. And you're not necessarily doing something in the park. I mean, if I'm going to go someplace specifically, it's going to be to eat somewhere. Yeah. So, eating. <laughs> that's my answer. I was going to say, what a shock. Right. Well, that's my favorite thing to do anywhere. Teresa, did you answer? Probably downtown Disney or Fort Wilderness hanging out. Yeah, Fort Wilderness yeah. is fun. That'd be fun. You can go look at the tree, the lawnmower tree. Yeah, that's cool. The what? What? The, the lawnmower. The tree. lawnmower that grew into the tree. You think that's real? That's Fort Wilderness. I've never mm-hmm. seen that. I've never heard really? of that. <gasps> well, see, now you oh got a new God, fun thing to do. John doesn't know. Is this what it feels like? <laughs> <laughs> no, come closer. I'll show you what it feels like. <laughs> So what happened? The tree grew around a lawnmower? Somebody left their lawnmower mm-hmm. out in the yard. Oh, probably. 500 years ago, someone <laughs> left a lawnmower out and an oak tree grew around it? I know that in the years that I've been here, you could see, you know, more of that. You know, I'm sure that's a Disney thing, but over the years, and now they've actually chopped the top of the, the yeah. tree off, but it's well, still there. Poor tree. It's like a stump yeah. with a blade yeah. sticking out the side. Is that your favorite thing to do? (laughs) (laughs) No, I said it. That was her. Hang out with the blade at the tree. (laughs) I like it because when I go there, it's it feels like I'm almost like I'm visiting Greensburg, Louisiana, because there's horses and nature and all kinds of you know things that are very familiar to me. It smells like Greensburg. (laughs) (laughs) Manure. (laughs) We got it. (laughs) John's face. Okay. I have one. This comes from Nicole Willis. What actor or actress would you want to play you if they made a movie about your life? Did Pete leave the room? Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why does that matter? I should have been standing behind me when I answer this. John, you go first. I'm thinking about it. You go first. Kathy, you go first. (laughs) I know who I would want. Do they have to be alive? No. No. Whoever you want. Shirley MacLaine. I would she's alive. She died. She is very much alive. She died. Wanted to play her after she dies. <laughs> she could probably. She's been alive several times. Right. Huh. So many lives. I like well, her Shirley too. McClane. Good. That's a good yeah. choice. Wow. Um, I would want Sandra Bullock to play me. Good and choice. not just because of the blind side and everything. I've always loved her, even when she was in Speed and everybody thinks it's such a horrible movie. I would want her to play you, too. Corey, <laughs> <laughs> are you going to play yourself? Yeah, really. <laughs> Corey Martin as himself. <laughs> when we're done, can we cast people as you? Yeah, let's do that. Because I have fun. the perfect person. Yeah, we, yeah, when we're done, we should pick each other's person. <laughs> that would be fun. Okay. Not because she looks like me or anything, but Angelina Jolie, because I want that really long ponytail from Laura Croft. Right. <laughs> hmm. and that little... She wanted to play you I as the think the person who should play Teresa is Carol Burnett. <laughs> Carol Burnett! <laughs> Not that she looks anything like you. Okay. Let me do my call. What does she do? That loud call she always does. Or Tarzan, you My Tarzan, you You guys have... Has anybody else decided? We women have decided. Yes. Spencer Tracy. Oh, wow. Mm. Good choice. Spencer Tracy could play anybody. He is dead. He is dead. (laughs) 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 Any new Catherine Hepburn? Intimately. Okay, John. I'm still thinking. Corey. Corey. 
It's a tough one. Max? I shouldn't have picked it. Corey, you told Matthew me Matthew McConaughey. Oh, God, I don't like him. Oh, no. Oh, really? I love him. I like him. You had no right. He always looks like with deodorant, though. I was just going to say, he always looks like he needs a bath. He doesn't. He does not believe in wearing deodorant. He looks that way. I want to hear what Max, Max? I don't know. Y'all decide. I don't know any. I don't know. You don't know any actors or actresses? Dorky little dude. Who can we think of? Shia, Shia LaBeouf should be Max. No, the little sidekick from National Treasure. I like that little guy. Oh, I know who you're Justin talking about. Justin Bertha. Yes. yes. He'd be so He's cute funny. little son. Wouldn't he be cute little son? <laughs> you do know he can hear you, right? <laughs> okay, how These about for headphones, Pete? not a bank vault. Oh, sorry. John, I just can't picture anyone else other than John Goodman playing you. Because he has a really great sense of humor. I would. I was leaning more towards uh, James Gandolfini. Oh, that's Ooh. a good choice. Oh, yeah. oh, I wow. think he's actually a really good actor. Yeah, he yeah. is. That's if a... we get home and you do the Sopranos thing. <laughs> <laughs> but Kevin, James Gandolfini looks more like you. I didn't go for looks. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I'm just saying. They tell me, and I never <laughs> saw it, there was an orderly on ER, and his name was Abraham, I mean, his name still is, Abraham Ben Ruby. I was actually stopped in the Magic Kingdom one day, and they said, are you the guy from ER? And I said, oh, wow. George Clooney? <laughs> <laughs> well, and they I... said, no, the orderly. And I said, oh, yeah, I am. Wow. But I, I don't even know what he looks like. I would choose Bradley Cooper to play Corey if I was playing myself. Yeah, that would be a good choice. And they kind of do look alike. He is good looking. Yeah. Now we have to picture Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, and, anyway. Um, if you're going to have, did you, you didn't change to an old Facebook page who you you did. I did. No, I did. Who you look like? Mine was Marie Osmond. Did you say you that? You do. It was freaking. If we're yeah. going on looks, yeah. you could totally she could play you. This. this is bizarre. But I didn't look like Roseanne, right? No, but you sound like Roseanne. <laughs> but for the voice, we could totally cast her as you. I had to go to voice <laughs> classes. We saw The Blind Side just recently, and Kathy Bates is in it <gasps> with that, blonde hair. Yes. With oh, blonde yeah. hair. And I thought, oh my gosh, she reminds me of Kathy. Yeah, okay. she'd be a good choice, too. That would be. Okay, so who would we pick for Pete? Hmm. Dom DeLuise. <laughs> oh my god! It's just the first name that popped into my head. Dom DeLuise. Hmm. I don't know. It's my Marie Osmond Maybe picture. Maybe Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. That would be good. Oh, that would be good. Jack it's really Nicholson. hard to see with the cracks in your face. Oh, that is, that's a really good choice, Corey. It is. You're a little bit country. I'm a little bit country. It's crazy. It just freaks me out. What? And who would play Ferris? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Good Lord, Ferris. We're going to see what he looks like when he grows up. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know any baby oh, actors. Do you know who else could play Julie? Oh. Mary Tyler Moore. Audrey yeah. Hepburn. That's who Pete always says. Um, I don't see that, but. No, when they cast a baby, they always cast somebody older who looks like a baby. John and I have shorthand. I'll say, do you remember that movie we saw where the ladies were laying in the milk hooked to electrodes? And he'll go, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And nobody else in the room even has a clue. I knew exactly what he was talking about the train station. We watched a movie called, I think it was The Last Station or something like that. And Peter, like Did you see the 30 Rock where she went out, where um, Tina Fey met the, she patted oh, the baby no. complex? And she she patted show. the little kid on the head and he turned around and he was a 45-year-old <laughs> no. little person. Alec Baldwin would be a good person to play you. Okay, I'll take that. He's witty. I I like Alec Baldwin. So do I. 
Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I, I love him. I think he's so funny. He was the only reason to watch that show. Hey, Pete, can you grab a mic real quick? I've got to ask you a question. It's Facebook to Facebook question. Yes. What actor or actress would you want to play you if they made a movie about your life? Oh, I have no idea. Well, we picked, we picked Angel for Julie. you. <laughs> Angelina? At least get her name right if you wanted to play you. Angie. My friends call me Angie. All right. So who would I want to play me in a movie? I said Jack Nicholson. Life. Who? I said Jack Nicholson. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm 85 years old? <laughs> okay. I picked Spencer Tracy. So they don't have to be alive. They don't have to look like you. Who would you want to portray you? Right. Who do you think is an actor that would do you justice? Oh, De Niro. Oh, that's what I was going to oh. say. Yeah. De, Niro. De Niro. yeah. Good if choice. It just, if it's just anybody, you know, an actor that I would think would do Bobby. it. Bobby. De Niro. Bobby. Had that grumpy New York. He wants De Niro, and I want James Gandolfini. We've turned it into a James Gandolfini for me and you. for me. For you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Some mobster movie now. Yeah, really. <laughs> How we made uh, Dreams Unlimited travel. I <laughs> 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 Walter, Walter, what about you? I played Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Plays you, Walter. Hmm. Jack Hanna. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Hanna. <laughs> oh, he's so I guess Jack Hanna and Robert De Niro, what a couple. <laughs> Tom Hanks could play Walter. Oh, Lord. Mm. Tom Hanks? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. That would work. <laughs> you know who he looks like, though, is Ed Harris. Who could like actually yeah. you know yeah. look like Walter? The old Ed, Ed, Harris. Era, Ed Harris or the new scary Ed oh, Harris? Oh, Ed Harris, <laughs> not the new scary one. <laughs> I could. See well, that's Ed what Harris. I said. The yeah. old handsome Ed Harris or the new scary Ed Harris? Who's <laughs> <laughs> scary? But that was fun. That was just too much fun. <laughs> yes, I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. <laughs> you missed the glitter conversation. I had props. That's my favorite color, glitter. Someone asked. Do you want some? Okay, does anybody else have a question? I do. This come. Did I s- surprise you? <laughs> you <did this> <laughs> I think we should let people know that Teresa had to leave. She had something to take care of, so if you don't hear her voice, it's not that we've muffled her. She has a non glitter emergency, <laughs> non glitter related. But she was replaced by a house cat. She has Figaro is taking her chair. <laughs> Figaro doesn't care what color his glitter is. Uh, this is from Corky441, who is Merrily. Merrily's going to California with us. In your non-Disney words, I'm sorry, in your non-Disney world, what do you do for fun? What are, if any, what are any of your hobbies? I can't read. And she wants to know, I posted the thread asking people for questions at 2 a.m. She wanted to know what I was doing up at 2 a.m. I'm often up at 2 a.m. So what hobbies do you have? What do you do for fun when you're not, uh, that's not Disney related. I can tell you what I do. I enjoy reading. I have my Kindle and I really like to read. I love to travel, even when it's non Disney related. Those would be the things I do. That's travel is one of the main things that we love to do. I mean, we don't do it as often now, but it's still fun bringing Ferris with us to different places. Um, I don't have time to read, Kevin. I envy your reading time. I don't have children, Julie. I envy your children. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> a pity party going on. I know. Normally, if I choose to read something, it's educational. You know I what choose you? when you get to park in the pregnant woman spots. At some oh, stores. those are the best spots ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not a handicap. You can walk, too. <laughs> you know what Kevin actually reads? In the car. 
I do. That's yeah. a headache when I do that. But you oh, know what? There's car. no phone. There's really not mm-hmm. a computer. John's driving. I don't have to watch where I'm going. I think it's great. It's downtime. Hmm. And it's like a, I told you, it's 45 minutes for us to get here. So it's like a 45 minute block when. And he's he's okay with me doing it, and it's not like he's talking to me while I'm reading. Well, so. you're at home together all day, so you right. talk then. Right. So and I, I find reading in the car very enjoyable. I listen to audiobooks on our drive back to New Orleans. I listen to audiobooks the whole way when I was driving. I I never could get into those. I find that, especially when I'm driving, I, I tend to get into the story, and I become distracted that from my driving. I couldn't do it. Especially if it's scary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or, or or it's intense, suspenseful. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I like scrapbooking, but I don't have time to do that either. So, <laughs> I mean, I like design, but usually if I'm doing it, it's for the website. But I do enjoy oil painting, abstract oil hmm. painting. I haven't had a a chance to do it lately, but that's what I love to do. That's would- my that's my uh, that's my B plan. <laughs> I've never really had a hobby. You know how some people collect things or, you know, are into woodworking? I've never had one of those, I don't think. I whittle wood. <laughs> well, I whittle. We've tried stuff. You know, we did pin trading for a while. Yeah, I did that. That was fun. And, you know, I guess that was a hobby. We went to a ceramics place for a couple of weeks with our friends. and But, you know, I think we grow tired. I know that sounds weird, right? <laughs> we went and painted stuff. I can just... Funny, I don't know. I have a whole Christmas village that I painted. Oh, oh wow! So cool. That we put out every year. That's neat. But we made know, lots of stuff. I enjoyed that. Unfortunately, you know, other stuff has gotten in the way. Yeah. Do you You're make right. the ceramic, or you just paint it? Just paint it. Oh. Sometimes no, it's fired. Go, yeah, you go and buy one of those yeah. forms, and then you decorate it. Yeah, that I, is d- cool, I do the the reading, and if you ever came to my house, you'd see that I have every craft supply known to man. You know, I have all kinds of glitter. I have paper, you name it. I could open my own craft store. Well, your but grandchildren I, must love coming to your house. No, they're not allowed to play with that. So. <laughs> they're not allowed in the rosy room. What a shame. <laughs> and I would say photography is also a hobby. It's like my therapy. Hmm. Yeah, the first time I've really been getting into photography outside of Disney is taking photos of Ferris. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love photography, but it's usually I'm usually at Disney. That's my subject matter. But Ferris has become my number one subject matter. Oh, and going <laughs> down to NASA to the Space Center—that's always a a biggie for me. You do that a lot too. Yeah, we're going back down again this week. Again, I have to fall back on eating. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, John, I'm with you on that. I would I'd, I'd want to be like a competitive He's, eating. No, no, person. not competitive. No, eating. Corey has wanted to be a I competitive know. eater. He tells us about the oyster competitions and the wing <laughs> competitions he wants to join. You're into science fiction, <laughs> movies. Yeah, that's true. Reality TV, video games. <laughs> Those hobbies. Reality yeah, TV. Okay. It is. I yeah, it. it's our unplugged time. No, I'm saying, like, of... you know, we watch that too. I just didn't know if it could be considered a hobby. <laughs> the boob tube. Yeah, that's what we do for fun. <laughs> but I gotta be honest with you, I would much prefer to sit down and work. Me too. Then <laughs> it's it's fun. Then what do you think Teresa's hobbies are? <laughs> <laughs> Torturing Max Stella and Grace. Max is gonna tell us. Cats. <laughs> Klaus. Yes, that is very yeah. true. She does favor that cat. I feel bad for Roxy. Poor Roxy. She's, a, <laughs> she's made Sophie's choice. <laughs> All right, I have another one. Go ahead. This is from Sweet Pea, MD. 
What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Julie, what is it that we do? Sweet PMD thinks that tells you a lot about a person. Sweet P P E A M D. And I asked before the, I went to the doctor or after I went to the doctor. <laughs> Both. <laughs> no. What do you mean? What's like, your really your you favorite got, that you would have? I went. I went. Oh, you mean after I mean, you got an exam and he yeah. tells you to eat better? Oh, I see what yeah. you're saying. Okay. Now, what would you prefer to eat? Yeah. Sugar pops. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, if I was going to sit down and eat some kind of a cereal um, with strawberries. But um, now my, it's Kashi, go lean. Well, what you're asking, Corey, is um, honey bunches of oats with almonds. Yep, that's it. Love it. And I like multigrain Cheerios. Right now I'm into this Publix granola. It's cranberry almond or cranberry pecan. I really like that. But I also like mini wheats with raisins. Hmm. A raisin better not get anywhere near my milk. (laughs) Not like raisins and cereal. I promise not to put my raisins in. <laughs> Keep my raisins away. <laughs> Mine is uh, I like those healthy choice, healthy heart, healthy heart, which are not healthy at all. If you ever read, <laughs> it's like brown sugar and cinnamon healthy heart diet cereal, chocolate chip, right? Crunch. And it's like more sugar and calories than anything else that's on the shelf. So it lies. That's so funny. But we don't eat cereal for breakfast. No. You eat it other times of the day? Late at night. Yep. It's me too. I will eat it at those times, but normally it's going to be at breakfast. But breakfast is a huge part of of my day. You know, I like to have pancakes and bacon, or I like to have a bowl of cereal or a bagel. There are more breakfast foods because I eat breakfast. I sleep too late. We, we, uh, our first meal of the day, we don't eat at a regular time. We don't, I don't get up and like, make breakfast before we start doing anything else. We begin our day, and our first meal of the day is usually around what other people would consider lunchtime. Mm -hmm. So, and it usually involves bagels of some sort. Babies make you hungry all the time. (laughs) (laughs) When I wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go to the bathroom. I have a bunch of babies. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, feed me. And I'm like, you're going to have to wait another couple of hours. Okay, I have one from Sarah Bradbury. If you can go back to school and study anything without worrying about the cost of education, living expenses, or making a living once you had finished, what would you study? Architecture. Oh, that's this, that's my choice. Definitely. Mine's special education. Now, especially now that I have Ferris, I I would like to know personally um, what these these people know. You know how to properly educate him and teach him things, and also I think it would give me a great insider's look as far as the public school system and how things are supposed to work and what I should expect and get out of it for him. I'd do something computer related, just the more how it works or you know design that thing that everybody had to have. Theoretical physics. Oh, <laughs> I would want to do something so esoteric and intellectual that had no applications to anything. <laughs> You're going to be, you want to, yeah. yep, exactly. That's what I was thinking. He wants to be a big bang theory man. I would love to do that. I mean, that's what I loved about the chemistry aspect of things, but that changed. But I would think yeah, something where you can go to school for like ever and never end. I do. I always, I loved going to class. I did too. I did it's kind of sad when it all ended. I liked going to class. I liked taking notes and learning and being tested. When I got my new computer for Christmas, one of the things I got along with it is a one-on-one 
plan for a year, and that's something Apple allows you to do. When you buy the plan, you can go and make uh, reservations for one-on-one hour training sessions with an Apple genius. And I know the joke about devaluing the word genius. But I'm enjoying that, and it is like going to class. Mm. So I'm enjoying doing it. We have time for one more, if you have one. I do. Mine is from Diznut21. Hi, podcast team. The question I am about to ask has intrigued me for some time. It has been a topic which might have been already covered, but then again, I have not heard every episode of the Diz Unplugged since the inception. And it's one of those questions about that we just talked about, what are you tired of answering? But I'm going to answer it anyway. With that being said, after hearing the most recent episode of the podcast, it looped to older episodes. In those episodes, Pete speaks about Norns Gordon and Nancy Quinn. My question is a two-part question. One being, what role did Gordon and Nancy play in the Diz Unplugged? The other being, how did the current podcast team come to be? Where did you all meet? What do you do in your off time after, um, for your all-together vacations, etc.? How did you come together to become such a close-knit group, and which we all look forward to hearing about and being part of, for that matter? Again, I hope this is not a repeat question, and thanks to everything you do. Yes, it is a repeat question. Yes, it is a repeat (laughs) question. Every part of that was a repeat question. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and answer. This is one of those things where people, please write down this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Refer back to it. File it away. When other people ask in the future, (laughs) you can refer them Because we covered this in the uh, the anniversary uh, show. Gordon and Nancy were hired help. When we first... um, Pete's first started talking about doing a podcast. Bob and Pete talked about this. Bob talked about doing it long before we ever did it. But when we first started to do it, we decided to do something that was informational. And we hired radio personalities. I believe they're from the Northeast. I don't remember Gordon's last name, but she was Nancy Quinn. Adams. Gordon Lightfoot. Nancy Quill, right? Nancy. No, Nancy Quinn and Gordon McAdams. I don't know why I thought it was Quill. Okay. Maybe, maybe it was Quill. Maybe it's, it was. it's been so long. Nancy and Gordon. I believe they're both still on the radio in their respective areas. And what happened was we wrote articles for them to read. And they did Disney News. And it was kind of like a morning drive radio show. And people hated us. They hated it. They just thought it was the worst thing. It was perky and chatty and everybody hated it. It was overproduced. It was. It was I think it wasn't chatty. It was perky and it was... Uh, Annoying. Like, like, here it is and here it is. I'm reading a story. You know when they do the parade chatter? Uh Uh-huh. That's what it sounded like. The Macy's Day parade chatter. They also didn't sound like they'd ever been to Disney. Right. So then we moved on to, we decided we were going to do the podcast, but instead of having a conversation, we all read, we all wrote articles. Well, they went, they went on vacation, and we decided to. Well, before that, in. though, remember oh, yeah. before that, we were writing our own pieces. You did a keys to the uh, kingdom piece, but then we came on and read them. Right, right, yeah, which was, was even more ooh. fun. And if you think people audio book, <laughs> yeah, if you think people didn't like Nancy and Gordon. <laughs> they liked us less. Well, it wasn't even, we didn't even come in to read them. At some point, we would even record them at our own homes. Right. So we had no interaction. It was just sitting there reading a flat piece of information. Um, how did the podcast So then, this, oh. Gordon and Nancy went on vacation. We decided to fill in, and we never went back to the old format. Right. And eventually it turned into, we realized that us talking was more realistic than reading things. 
So none of us read any of the things that we talk about. Everything is kind of spontaneous. We even get to the point where whoever's running the show will say, what are you going to talk about this week? And it's just a vague topic. We don't even have a discussion beforehand because we find if we discuss it beforehand, it, there's less to discuss on the show. and it doesn't, Save it for the show. Right. Save it for our show. So, so it's fresh and it's at the moment. How did the current podcast team come to be? That's a really long story, and it's um, yeah, it, it's just you'd have to go back and listen to the anniversary show if you want the full thing. Uh, where did you all meet? We all got the job in a different way. Yep. Pete and John started a website. Uh, Pete hired Corey. I met John after Pete and John were no more, and that's how I became involved. Corey, I married Corey. Julie married Corey. <laughs> Kathy was a regular on the Diz boards and kind of became a Dreams Unlimited travel agent, and just became kind of enfolded into the group. And Bob was one of the very first people to visit Pete's website when it first started. So the, the original Dizzer. It, it's Walter's brother is. Uh, Teresa's husband. Right. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Teresa. <laughs> so, yeah. She's not sitting next to me, so I didn't. Teresa. Right. Teresa is. We went into it more in depth on the anniversary show. Right. Um, I also want to say something I think that a lot of people don't know or don't realize. We don't hang out together outside of the podcast. It's not like, okay, now we're all going to go to the parks together and we're all going to enjoy a ride together. And I think that's part of what keeps it fresh. Mm-hmm. While we do interact in our jobs and we do interact in other ways, it's not like we're traveling like the Borg all together every day <laughs> and doing things. So I think that's part of what You're right. makes it work. Because if we saw each other I mean, every day right. or even every other day, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Right. Exactly. And how did we become the close-knit friendship? Well, we just – we like each other. Mm-hmm. It's – you know, if there was somebody here that didn't fit in, you would know. Right. I, I don't think you would we, feel it. Right. I don't think we could hide that. And it, the the conversation that you hear is what we come to – how do I explain this? When we all get into the room when we first get here, the conversation is about, oh, what did you do this week? What did you watch on TV? Have you heard this? Did you see this? Have you heard about so-and-so? Oh, well, I talked to her the other day. And then when we sit down, our conversation becomes more focused about the topics that we're talking about. But – I, I, when people ask us when we see, they see us at events or meet us in the park, uh, these are Chris, convers- Corey, and Julie. We get that. Yeah. Are Corey and Julie here with you? Right. I'm like, no. Is okay. Kathy here in the park? Yeah. And you think, no, I didn't bring her today. Yeah. <laughs> it, Left it, her home. It's kind of like the Beatles. They didn't all live in the same house. <laughs> Even though you saw them Are together, you comparing I us to the Beatles. No, I, 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 I could have used the monkeys. I could have I used. Totally anybody. don't mind. It would be Ringo. <laughs> I just don't want to be Ringo. It'd be the fifth Beatle. Uh, we just all like each other. These are conversations that, if you weren't listening, we might have anyway. So, and we all work for the same company. But we all do live pretty mm-hmm. far, pretty spread out. I think Corey Except and, for us. We Corey live and, like a mile away from Pete. Right. They live, and Teresa doesn't live far. Mm-mm. Max, you don't live far from here, do you? 30 minutes. Oh, really? And Kathy doesn't, lives in a place that doesn't have a name. <laughs> so we don't all really see each other all week. We see each other when we come back together to do the show. However, the emails fly and the phone calls fly. So I hope that explains it. Well, thank you, everybody, um, for your questions. I know 90% of the show was not pertaining to Disney, but I want to do something a little different. So hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you again 
next week. I'll say who that one more time. Who that? <laughs> it's going to Europe. <laughs>